0: All right. Welcome back to another episode. Today I am coming at you to you from Tulum, Mexico. I am recording this podcast from this beautiful hotel room that I have overlooking the ocean. So you may hear some wind and waves in the background. If if you can, great. If not, take a deep breath and just transport yourself there because... It is just beautiful. You can breathe in the vibes from wherever you are. I'm here to share with you some musings, some musings from Tulum today, specifically on living intentionally, cultivating and curating an intentional life rather than wandering mindlessly, trying to force or create. And as always, that is, kind of the subject that I always come back to. It's really, let's get away from all of this forcing and pushing and pressure of trying to create or build as if we're running out of time. And let's really begin to move into this space of living intentionally, being able to live and walk through our days present, really enjoying this experience (laughs) and this experience that we've been given as humans to just be in these bodies, And experience the fullness of what God has for us. So today, here we are, and I just, I wanted to share a couple things. Number one is that, you know, (laughs) I am here with my daughter. It's our one-on-one trip. I started this tradition years ago with the kids um, because I was divorced, and you know, when everybody gets divorced, and those of you who are divorced and listening, you know this. Initially, when you are coming up to this agreement of splitting time half and half, it can feel like you just lost out, right? It can be like, oh my gosh, I've just given away half my kid's life or half the memories I have with them. And I remember feeling in that place of just really being squeezed and wanting to just desperately have more time with them. and. It was a very tumultuous time for me, to be honest, going through the divorce and, you know, I had been a stay-at-home mom for so many years, raising my three children plus two from our, our first marriage or, you know, my ex's first marriage, not my own children. And so I had been basically with, you know, two children right out the gate and then quickly had my three kids. So I had five kids and we had pets and I was just used to being with the children all of the time. And then, after we got separated, and obviously we went on this one week on one week off visitation schedule, it felt like a dagger to the heart, you know, and it was just really tough and Obviously, you know number one you're you're now you know splitting time, and also you're trying to you know split your time amongst all three or two or whatever and be present for all of them, yet they all require you know different things based on their age and what's coming up for them so Anyhow, a couple years in, I realized I was just really craving more connection with the kids. And uh, I knew off the bat, like I do the love languages assessment. I knew my love language was quality time and touch. We were big cuddlers. We did lots of adventures together as a family. But I decided to start this tradition as the kids were sort of entering double digits, maybe a little bit before that, of just spending some one-on-one time with them, really intentionally curating you know, initially it became, it was days, um, one-on-one days. And then it turned into like weekends. And then it really, as they turned 13, like that was a big time where it's like, okay, I'm going to start taking you guys on these one-on-one trips and you get to pick where we go. I think they were 13. I don't know. It kind of feels like a blur right now, but it was so cool because it was a tradition that I started really, again, out of this desire to just have this deeper connection with my kiddos. And, you know, it was so cool is that you have three kids. I have three children, and they were all so different, right? I have my one daughter that would always want to go to the beach or somewhere sunny. And here we are in Tulum again. She got to pick this year. I would have my son who always wanted to go, you know, to go skiing or do some kind of adventure thing. So we would generally go out west. And then Bailey, my oldest, we would, you know, usually pick something like a city and go sort of explore a bit of culture and and other things. And it varied all the time. But what's cool is, like, they get to pick, right? They get to pick what interests them we get to go along for the ride. And it's just amazing what opens up when we just be there together, right? Children, and it doesn't matter if they're six, 16, or 26. You know, when we have that one-on-one time just to be with each other, people open up at a whole other level. And this is why I think it's so important to intentionally create this space to cultivate our most intimate relationships, the ones that matter most. You know, at the end of our life, we've heard this, like we're not sitting here counting how much money is in our bank account, how many trophies are on our wall, wishing that we would have worked harder, worked more days. It's always the relationships. It's always, I wish I would have had more time. I wish I would have said those things. And nothing is more expensive than regret, remorse, you know, looking back and knowing that you did not engage because you were in a pressure cooker, you chose to you know, or you had an hardened heart and never gave yourself permission to. So this is something that I just said, basically, screw this early on. And I said, I am making this happen. I'm making this happen for myself, for the kids, for us, for their well-being. And it has honestly been one of the most, I mean, one of the best decision I've made. And I know that it's something that our kids continue to talk about to this day, their memories and stuff. And we still did also have, Intentional trips as a family. So it was a yes and again, it's not like, oh, I have to do this instead of that, right? Like it is intentionally looking ahead and saying, okay, where do we get to go together? Having that one on one time with each kid, having one on one time, you know, hey, like for myself with God, and then also as a family, intentionally putting those vacations and so I feel very fortunate. My kids say it all the time. Last night we were to dinner, and my daughter just said, "You know, mom, I'm so grateful like you took us to so many places. You gave us so many experiences and I just have this beautiful appetite for life because of it." So it was very, you know, like oh, I felt so good to hear that and that was always my goal. If if you would call it a goal, was to expose them to different cultures, different places, let them see What was available and possible, and really just have a lot of moments with them. So it doesn't not that you need to travel. That's just the thing that I love to do. And also, we do one-on-one dates at home, like going for dinners and stuff. But when you get a couple days together, um, you know, you just begin to have different conversations. And even last night, as I was noticing, you know, Christiane, the the one I'm here with now, she's 18 and she just finished her first year of university. She launched her skincare business this year. She joined, um, you know, as an Arbonne consultant. She has been crushing it on her own social media channel. If you guys want to follow her, um, Christine La- or Christiane Line on Instagram. But I'm just in awe of just watching her blossom and flourish and finding her own way and listening to her own heart. And you know, this week as we were here, and I noticed, you know, your relationships evolve over time. Our relationships you know as mother's daughters, father's sons, lovers, we continue to grow, we continue to evolve and we are not the same people we were 6 months ago, a year ago, 5 years ago. And I see so many parents still talking to their children as if they're little kids or thinking that they know who, you know, who their kids are, what they love, what they're into, you know, what they're worried about, what's on their heart. And the reality is if we don't slow down to have these conversations, we really don't know. We really don't know. So how well do you know your, your child, the woman, the man that your son is becoming, the woman your daughter is becoming? How well do you know her? How well do you know your partner right now in his season of life or her season of life? Um, you know, I noticed last night, even just opening up, having this beautiful dinner together, As I began to speak to her, woman to woman, we're now moving into this phase where, you know, we get to have these woman to woman conversations, you know, feminine to feminine, and so many stories are coming up, so many shared like desires are coming up. Um, as we're having conversations and more is being revealed to me about what she's experienced or, you know, there's the time and the space to actually get into details on things that have come up, conversations we haven't had or had time to have or whatever. Um, And just really, you're able to see, wow, all those seeds that I planted over the years, you know, they did take root, they did take root. And those seeds that you guys are planting as parents, they do take root. And it's really cool to be able to have these conversations man to man, woman to woman, man to woman if you're a father speaking to your daughter. Or even in any relationship, if you guys are in your intimate relationships, and really begin to celebrate the seeds that have flourished, that have bloomed, and you're seeing the fruits of your labor. Like, do we stop to not only acknowledge but celebrate And witness the fruits of our labor, the seeds that we planted years ago. And, you know, there's something magical, miraculous that happens when we begin to speak to our children, especially as they move out of the child phase into the rite of passage, into manhood or womanhood. To really change the way we speak to them. No longer like they're little kids or they're incapable or they need you telling them what to do or that we need to tell them what to do or we need to worry about them or, you know, worry about their future and make sure they're on the wrong track. But if we can ditch all of that, which is ridiculous because we just get in the way, we shut them down, we make them feel judged, you know, it creates judgment. And we can instead, move into the space of being curious about their journey being curious to ask questions of what's coming up for them what is lighting them up you know what are they excited about and just honestly sharing stories about your own life you know there's such a power when we just sit around and share stories we relate to each other at deeper levels and we just discover we discover so much more so i've had to do a lot of work around this throughout the years of really moving away from overmothering <laughs> over parenting my children sometimes i mean so, not that i was ever really over parenting let's be honest i gave my kids a lot of freedom to roam and play in terms of the physical but emotionally right? Emotionally, energetically, I still did a lot of worrying, 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 and projecting some of my own fears onto them. I mean, obviously I'm human. We all do this. And when I really began to give the kids up to God, like really said, God, these are also, yes, I am stewarding them as their earth mother, as their physical mother. I am raising them up in the way that I believe is best, you know, based on what, what my own life experience has been, I am equipping them to the best of my ability, you know, with what I have. And then I just got to release them. Like I've just got to release them to you, God. And You know, I I remember just especially over the last few years as I got to release the grip that I had on my kids, like all of the desires that I had for their life, all of the things that I was hoping and wanting for them and just really letting them begin to mature and go through their own journey of initiation into manhood, womanhood, and exploring who they are and just honoring them and respecting them and really removing any kind of judgment um, from our dynamic. So I just wanted to share about this. I know this is a little bit long-winded, but really the conversation as I'm sitting here today in Tulum is like, I am celebrating, you know, number one, the fact that I have taken the time and made the decision to curate these spaces, really to curate the space to cultivate relationships it has been one of the most intentional practices for curating a life that is truly fully lived and i get to have so much joy in the memories and so much of this yes 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 um and and really you know the second thing that comes from this is i'm i'm celebrating that and i'm also realizing like it is about being Intentional with how we curate our time, our space, how we choose to experience a life. You know, these intentional trips, I'm very much like that in my schedule. You know, I have intentional focus days, focus days where I get to channel my energy into certain projects, you know, creative projects or writing or client days or immersion days or recovery days. And there was a time of years ago when I was doing more of the high-performance mental performance coaching and the habits, my high-performance habits and stuff, where we talked a lot about time blocking and managing time and stuff like that. And, you know, that worked for that time of my life until it didn't anymore. Again, that's something I talk about often on the podcast, but as my relationship with time to time changed and I began to know that first of all, time is just an illusion. It's something that we made up to make sense of things as humans. So it's it's a self, <laughs> self-created thing that, you know, helps us define, helps us give boundaries to, uh, you know, basically so that we can identify things because we need to do that, right? We have to create like containers for things. As I began to notice that Oh, time is not something you run out of. Time isn't something that's like running away. There's not a limited amount of time, it just is. There, time just is, there's like just a space. And how I choose to experience the space is really all there is, right? And this may be really kind of like hard to get your head around if you're not there yet. And it's okay if you're not there yet, then I encourage you, you know, yeah, do the time blocking on the schedule. You know, you can intentionally say like after five, that's my time for family. And here's my time for working out. And there was a time where I scheduled these things in my schedule that way. And now I sort of look at these are the containers, right? For my focus and my energy and my presence to be fully there. And really shifting into this place of I get to enjoy, like I get to enjoy all of my days. And even when I'm doing challenging work or I'm doing, yeah, challenging work or tricky work, work that is stretching me, I don't have to look at that as like, oh, this is a hard thing. It is just the place where I am channeling my focus and I'm riding the edge there and I'm being stretched and I can be present for that. So kind of going back to what I was saying about intentionally curating this space for an intentional life, This is you know, one-on-one trips is something I have done one-on-one dates and stuff like that. My husband and I, you know, pull out pull out our calendars and we intentionally create the container for our couples, you know, our couple's immersion time once every 90 days. You know, we definitely want to have a week together once every 90 days. Another thing I started doing years ago, maybe not too long ago, maybe it's been a year or two actually, is taking you know, going the first three weeks of each month, very intentional, a lot of client work, a lot of, you know, coaching and just hands-on and then taking the last week, not taking the last week, but deciding that the last week of each month It would be an open schedule week. So no plans necessarily. It's just a time that I get to be, I can integrate the work. If I'm working on something or I've been, you know, putting a lot of energetic output, I can integrate and rest. I can choose to go on a trip. So there's always the space in my schedule to just do this. We're in the last week of the month. (laughs) We get to go to Tulum. There's always a place for that experience to come in. Right. And I, you guys hear me say this all the time, if we're full, if we're full and our schedule is always jam packed, we're constantly trying to shove things in or we're looking for a space and we're like, ah, there's no time on my schedule to get together. There's no time on my schedule to have friends over or go for a family trip. And the amount of couples, families, I see fighting over these things of like, there's no time for me, there's no time for us, there's no time for our kids. But when you begin to change your relationship with time and change your relationship with life itself, how you want to experience life, you begin to create these pockets that are open, too, to just be, right? And so this is something that's been working for me is setting aside, intentionally curating this space the last week of the month that is this open for spaciousness so that I can select what gets to go, you know, flow through. So again, sometimes it's a rest week and we're just at home and it's a little bit more downtime. It's an opportunity to catch up and tidy things up, to integrate. Sometimes, usually we go away. There's some sort of trip involved. I love to travel. You guys know this. I'm all about endless adventure, deep love, endless adventure. So where can we insert a micro adventure here? And um, sometimes it's just, you know, whatever, like, one-on-one trips. I'm here this time with my daughter. Uh, In January, my oldest and I, we went to Winter Park and we were skiing for the weekend. It was amazing. And so that opportunity, just like the space was there and it was just like, I'm going. So at the last minute, um, you know, we went together and it was great. So I just want to say here that, you know, we're really... (laughs) I don't believe that we are here to create necessarily. I think we're powerful co-creators with God and we are in a co-creative collaborative experience, but really like creation, everything that is already exists, like in the, in the field, right? In the quantum field, everything like the universe is vast and wide and deep. And if we know how matter is formed, we know that when thought Energy goes towards it, and we begin to think it and speak it into existence. The energy, you know, collects and begins to form the matter. Like the beat, this why I always say. Like, and I love how the the word says: guard your thoughts, guard your hearts. Because once you speak, you speak into existence. Speak life, right? But life is, and so everything I believe just is, right? And again, I'll hear people say like, oh, I need to go get make more money, for example. I need to go create more money. I'm like, well, are you actually creating it? Like, money just is, right? It's flowing around us, it's a, it's a method of currency. It's like a current, right? Like, it, it's flowing all around us, in and out, in and out. They print more, we just keep trading it, we're exchanging it, we're moving it around. So it is with everything, like love, you know, you don't go get love, like love comes, love just is existing. We choose to tap into love. We choose to operate from love. We choose to experience love. We choose to receive and say, yes, I'm open to it. We open ourselves up so that these things can come through us. Opportunities, like we don't create opportunities. Opportunities just abound everywhere, right? Doors are opening, like you... I love, God has all kinds of doors open for us at any moment in time. Really our role is simply to be positioned to say yes when these doors open and then we get to walk in and we collaborate in this dance. So I kind of believe like we're not necessarily here to create the life we want, we're here to experience the life we're created for. The life we're created for. And I I believe that this is why so many of us have this restlessness inside of us, this longing for more because we are sort of going through the motions and mindlessly or feeling like a hamster in a wheel or a rat in a race, a rat race. We're so plugged into the matrix in that world programming that, you know, the non-organic, non-kingdom <laughs> version of the world where everything feels contracted and like there's not enough, right? Everything has finite time, like borders on it, instead of realizing we are truly in an eternal game. We're in an infinite game with infinite, always existing things like love and understanding and compassion and joy and like these things just are. And really, I believe that we're here to experience all of the goodness, all of the peace, all of the freedom, all of the life available to us you know, if we choose to opt in. That's part of the human experience, right? We get to opt in and to select the human and spiritual experience we will have. Now, we hear this all the time. We are spiritual beings in human bodies. We are human beings, not human doings, right? You are a spiritual entity in a energetic body, which becomes physical because when energy is you know, when when my, all of these micro, basically particles come together, we have this physicality that we can touch and feel. So yes, we have physical bodies, but we're really so much more than that. We're energetic bodies and we have souls. And so I do believe that at a soul level, you know, we are, we are created by our creator. We are part of this universal intelligence that is beautiful. I do believe that our creator Our our God is a Father who loves us, who knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. I believe and know in every cell of my body. This is just true and resonance for me that, you know, the plans that God has for us as His children, as His creation, are to experience the fullness, the fullness and richness and depth and multitude of the layers that life has for us, for us to be givers and bearers of life you know, light, but in the sense of like life, light gives life, water gives life. So are we bearing life and bearing fruit as we're walking through our lives? Are we walking through our lives very intentionally? Like as I'm sitting here, I'm literally looking at the ocean as I'm recording this podcast. And you guys, I could just take a breath in and taste the sweetness of life. I can feel it in my, like in my saliva. I can feel it in my bones and my cells. And I, a couple of weeks ago, I was walking in the park with my husband and the light was streaming in and the leaves were coming out. And one of the things I can honestly say, I think Mark loves about me. I have this like giddiness. I get like excited, like a little kid, this childlike wonder. And I was like, do you smell that? Do you smell that? And he looked at me, he goes, what is it? I said, that is the sweetness of life, my love. That is the sweetness of life. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, I invite you right now to just pause for a moment. Take a deep breath in. Take that full breath in and let it sink into your physical body. Let it marinate. And let me ask you, do you smell that? Do you taste that? Do you taste and smell the sweetness of life on a regular basis? Are you fully engaging all of your senses, your sight, your hearing, your touch, your smell, your taste, and your six senses, your knowing, your intuitive knowing, your spiritual knowing, your spiritual eyes? Are you engaging all of your senses in this life experience? Or are you someone that is just walking through life very much attached to the physicality, reacting to only what you can touch, smell, and feel in the physical world, spending much of your life living in the future, anxious about what may or may not happen, worried about what if, racing against time with all of these walls and deadlines and contractions that are squeezing the life out of you instead of opening you up to actually receive and experience more life and therefore be a vessel that delivers more life into this body, this, this ecosystem that is earth, that is the collective humanity, right? We are here not just to take life. We're not here designed just to consume And we're not here just to let our life force be siphoned and harvested for this empire system and to be slaves, which is really when we are living only in the physical, the physical 3D reality, the survival game. It is literally a game of survival. Can I get through one more day? Can I just get through this fill in the blank, can we get through this project? Can we get through this lawsuit? I gotta get through this divorce. I gotta get through this marriage for the next 10 years while my kids grow up and then I can get divorced. I gotta get through this. Or we maybe even embrace our, our calling, but then you know we can quickly step out of purpose when we start feeling the pressure to, oh, to perform rather than just live out our calling and walk in purpose, on purpose, Every day from a place of purpose, some of us start chasing a purpose or chasing a life that we think we're created for. And actually, one of my clients sent me a message yesterday and he said, you know, I got to stop running from the life I don't want and start chasing the life I do want. And I was very happy to receive that message and hear that he was at that place where he finally got it, (laughs) that he needed to stop. He got to stop running from a life he didn't want. And I said, "Well, what if you just stopped running from a life you didn't want and began embracing embracing the life you're created for?" Because if you're chasing something, it's always running away from you, isn't it? Tune into that. If you're chasing after, you're going after, you're you're, you know, you're you're going after something, it's always ahead of you like a carrot on a stick. You're always running, you're always chasing. And I would lo- I love this idea of beginning to embrace move in step with right really dance with the life you're created for build it experience it love it le- live in it every day intentionally One of the the mantras that I had written, like sort of this affirmation and declaration that I wrote, I go, you know, write these things out in my journals often, and I continue to evolve them as I evolve, is really like I am created on purpose for a purpose. You are created on purpose for a purpose. You are created in love by love to be love. I am created in love by love to be love. We are created from the ultimate life giver to breathe life, to experience life, and to give life back into this earth. So as I kind of wrap up today, as I wrap up, I just wanna invite us all to to really do that check-in and ask ourselves some questions, right? Ask ourselves some questions. Number one is like, do I feel the sweet, can I taste the sweetness of life? Do I feel the joy? Can I breathe it in, not only with my physical, when I'm laying on the beach, I see some people here laying on the beach drinking drinks, Are you actually really feeling the beauty all around you? I think this is where so many people miss the miracle that is life, the vast magnitude, the magnificence, the majesty of this earth that we are on. When I'm looking at these waves, I was out there this morning dancing and playing in the water and praying and worshiping, and I was just, I'm in awe every time I'm in nature because I'm like, I don't even, I can't even begin to comprehend how someone can't see God in the ocean, his hand in the trees, in the light, in this beauty and perfection, this huge garden that we have been given to play in. This, this, which I know is a reflection of the, the original garden, right? Just a glimmer. And yes, there's a lot of you know pain, and there's a lot of things that are not beautiful on this planet that humans have created. But we get to really rise and begin to bring life back to this beautiful planet and, and to this earth and to the systems and to be bearers of the new systems, creators, um, really, you know, co-creators and collaborators to bring back to life new systems that are in alignment with kingdom principles, with heavenly principles, instead of just more production, empire systems, slave systems that are, you know, mindlessly taking people through day in and day out, disconnected in their senses. So as I'm looking and I'm saying, you know, some people can't see the majesty, the miracles all around them because they're stuck in that survival reflex. They're stuck in the, just in the physical reactive running away from. And I, you know, oftentimes when I ask people, you know, what is it that you desire? What do you, what would you love to experience more of? What would you, what do you want? What they actually tell me is what they don't want the initial response is not, oh, you know what would be amazing? I would love to experience this. I've always been looking forward to that. Usually when you ask people, what do you want? They tell you what they don't want or they don't know the answer, right? And so just some things to, to kind of think about here as we wrap up today's episode, you know, musings from Tulum, leading, living an intentionally curated life. It brings me back as I look out I really see the earth as this garden, you know, a reflection of the original Garden of Eden where it truly was perfection, right? It was pristine. It was clean. The animals and man were, you know, were in harmony, walking in harmony. Adam and Eve were brought together. Be, be fruitful and multiply, right? The original sacred union with God at the center. And when I look out over this earth that we have now been given to me, it's a reflection of that original garden. And really this whole journey that we're in is coming back to the dynamic of the garden that says, you know what, it is good, it is good. Let's be curators, let's be cultivators, let's honor and respect all life. Let's become protectors of life. Not only just yes, yeah, life as, it, as a living being, but life force the vitality, the energy that creates life, the the life that is breathed into us, our breath, our thoughts, our desires, our words, everything we do is either supporting life, protecting life, or taking life away, right? Draining life. And I believe that we are really here to see the beauty that is life, to really open our eyes, to tap into the multitude of layers, layers that life has for us. God has designed for us to experience this full range of life, to be able to see the beauty in all things and to receive, receive life and then give it back, give it back in. So again, it becomes this beautiful exchange and way of living that is consistently giving And receiving, breathing in and exhaling, walking in flow in a different pace. Last episode, I talked about pacing. When you live like this intentionally, you're not rushing around, you're not rigid, intense, and uptight. There is a pace to life that is in harmony, that is in synchronicity, where things are coming into our lives beautiful things, blessings. I'm sitting here and I'm like, God, I cannot believe like this is my life. I am so incredibly grateful. And as I am blessed, as prosperity flows to me, may I also abundantly give back, you know, my energy, the words, the, you know, compliments, finances, wherever I can be in this beautiful ecosystem that is giving and receiving. And I just want to wrap up by saying that receiving is ultimately so important A lot of people give, 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 but they give from an empty place. They're not good at receiving. They don't give themselves permission to receive unless they're transacting. They don't give themselves permission to receive without feeling guilty about it. And these are all just games of the enemy. It's totally against the natural rhythm of how we're created and how creation works. I'm going to do a whole other episode on giving and receiving, but we are here. Part of life is inhale, exhale. Breathe in, breathe out. Really tap in, tap into the multitudes of layers that life has for us, that God has designed for you. This is my invitation to you today. My invitation to you today is to begin to breathe in the sweetness of life, to slow your pace down, to begin to tune in with all of your senses. And where can you begin? First of all, where are you already? living intentionally with eyes wide open and senses wide open, experiencing life. First, you got to celebrate what we what we acknowledge, what we appreciate, appreciate. So I want you to share and see where you're already doing this. And where can you begin to even more create more intentionality around your life? Maybe it's something like, you know, put, you know, Giving the attention to something as simple as these one-on-one trips that is incredibly powerful. Like this is a practice. One-on-one trips with your kids, one-on-one trips with your partner, your husband, your wife. Where can you be even more intentional with things? You know, whether it's the work that you're producing, the conversations you're having, the words that are coming out of your mouth. I invite you to pick one arena, one area. Maybe you know for you it's your words. You just are somebody that you know, criticizes or complains or entertains complaints, and you are careless with your language. Conscious language is so, wow, like that's a whole other, (laughs) I could do episodes and episodes and episodes on conscious language in terms of how much life it pours into our life versus takes away. So maybe you're being called right now to be more intentional with your spoken words, maybe with your thoughts, right? With what you allow into your mind in terms of content, what you receive in from the external, what you put into your body, anywhere that you can begin to walk more intentionally, starts to peel away layers. And here's the beautiful thing is the more we experience, the more you experience this deliciousness of life that we are in the life that we are created for, the more you begin to open yourself up to allow more to flow through you, the less you want to live anywhere else and the easier it becomes to just make this the new normal, the new set point. So you guys, wrapping up today, I hope that this was inspiring for you. I hope I left you with some actionable things to begin to move the needle on. And uh, make sure if you haven't done so already, I would love, love to hear from you. If you haven't done so, please leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. That really helps to get the show in front of more people, to spread the message. If this is a message that is resonating with you, I would love your support in this way. And last but not least, if you'd like to connect with me and learn more about the work, including the initiation, um, awakening the king or the queen inside, Awakening deeper love and courageous leadership in your life, um, please head on over to the uh, Connect with Christine Jewell. Connect, that's connectwithchristinejewell.com. And there are some ways for you to connect with me today and learn more about the coaching programs. Um, that's it for now. Thank you again for being here. Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously as warriors of the heart. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, warriors, Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.